Hi, everyone. So today I am going to talk about um, autism and awe. And I'm sure it's not the first time most of you have heard about autistic awe. Um, and I know I've talked about some of the things that like make me feel awe. Uh, but I don't think I've devoted a whole episode to it. So I thought I would just because like life has its ups and downs and wherever I can find the joy in something, I will. It's actually not that hard. And it seems that from what I'm learning, a lot of ordinary people don't quite experience awe on quite the level that autistic people do. Did I use quite twice? I don't know. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that because it's good to just, you know, be reminded of all that's around us. And when we think that like, you know, life's pretty shitty, there's always some joy to be found in something. Um, but before I talk about that, I wanted to give an update for anybody that's following along when I think it was last week, I talked about that lady, that client that, um, wasn't paying me and she wanted me to do all this extra work for no money. So what ended up happening was she just basically ignored me for over a week. And this Friday was going to be two weeks uh, from when I submitted my work, which means that like if the client doesn't approve it, Upwork will automatically approve it for you. So I was just like waiting till Friday, but she actually approved it yesterday. I was surprised. And so as soon as she approved payment, I ended the contract and left feedback. I was not a dick in my feedback. I was just, I used tact. I just used facts. And that's that. Um, But she won't get to see what I wrote until she writes her own feedback. So as soon as I ended the contract, like five minutes later, she's like, oh, did you get payment? Sorry, I I haven't uh, written you. I've been on holiday. And it's like it was Easter over here. I don't think people take a whole week off for fucking Easter, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, But I knew that that was bullshit. Like, bitch, like I have been on every single day and like on up, like, like pretty much with any site that shows that like either you're online or you're idle or you're not like her little green circle for online has been green every single day. And I only know this because like I still have her in my messages box while I'm messaging other clients. So I don't forget that I need to check for when the payment got approved. But anyways, so the bitch was lying. Like, I mean, who goes on vacation and just like hangs out on Upwork every single day and doesn't even return uh, a message from someone. So I knew that was a lie. But like part of me thinks that she doesn't quite know how the feedback quite I I don't know what's up with that word today she doesn't know how like the feedback thing works on Upwork because she seems relatively new so maybe she thinks that like if she was nice to me I would write something nice about her but do you know what I wrote back after she said that and she's like did you get payment I was like oh yeah I got payment no worries thank you Because I'm manipulating too. So I'm hoping that my response will inform her that I left you nice feedback. So please leave me nice feedback. And then when she leaves me feedback and she submits it, what I left for her will automatically show up on her screen. And I don't think she'll like it, but most people don't when you say the truth. So that's the update for that. I didn't have to really, I thought it was going to be way worse than that. But anyways, Uh, Moving right along to autistic awe. So, oh, I love awe. I don't quite 
holy fuck, what is up with this word quite? Is this echolalia? I don't know what echolalia is. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. But I'm getting in my words mixed up and my... Okay, I should just slow it down. Quite, 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 quite. Okay, I think I got that word out of my system. So, ah, I don't like that word. Um, I don't know. It just seems like an incomplete word. Like, I know it, like, awesome, but, like, ah... It just seems like it's not a finished word, if that even makes sense. But anyways, I experienced this on a regular basis, and I'm fairly certain that um, a good portion of you guys do too. So I'm just going to talk about, uh, I made a little list, because uh, I love lists, and I'm just going to go through the list and talk about some of the things that bring me joy. Um, I think I'll just substitute the word off for joy. Wait, I'll use joy for awe. <laughs> Oh my God, I have been up for a few hours, so there's no excuse for this other than I'm autistic. So, um, going right down the list. Now, I want to, before I bring this this thing up, I want to just let you guys know I am not trying to be political here. I'm just sharing that this is what brings me joy slash awe. <laughs> but I am in no way trying to be political. Please do not think that. I'm not even going to spend that that long on this this particular the subject thing. So the first one is um, when Donald Trump got uh, arrested or arraigned or whatever last week, and that one court picture came out, like, you know, how everybody was in there taking pictures, and we were just waiting for like the first one. And that one, I think if you guys have been following like Trump and all that bullshit, you'll know what I'm talking about. But like that one picture that they had circulating for the first couple of days, actually, I think it's still circulating. It was like, what a fucking awesome picture. Because Trump looked so like miserable. He did not look arrogant in that picture. Like it was the perfect shot of him. And around him, like, the lawyers were, like, talking and, like, doing this and that. And he's just sitting there, like, looking. And I don't know. I thought that that was a fucking awesome picture because just there's so much that a picture says. You know, what do they say? A picture says a thousand words or some bullshit like that. But I thought that that was, like, what a good fucking shot. I don't know. I just thought that, like... No other picture that's going to come out of that courtroom is going to measure up to that. I thought it was a good shot. And then while I'm on this this subject, the January 6th hearings, that was a special interest. It actually still is because I bought the book about January 6th and that whole debacle. But the hearings, when they were on last year, it was like a fucking party for one in my house every single day. Like... I made myself snacks. <laughs> I set my alarm to make sure I would wake up on time in the morning so I didn't miss it. Like everything in my life stopped so I could watch these hearings because the joy for me was witnessing history. Um, and plus, like, I like information and I wanted to know everything that there was to know about this January 6th stuff. Like, I am not, I'm just, this is my special interest. And when those hearings were on, oh my God, it was like the time of my life. <laughs> it felt like a holiday for me. Like, I don't know how many were there, seven or something last year. But um, I, I loved them. I don't know. I just thought that I think there's something special about 
when you're watching something like you know like every every minute we're like living history or whatever but like when you watch something like that you know that hundreds of years from now if the earth didn't burn up like people will still be talking about that and I won't be around hundreds of years from now but I think it's pretty cool to watch something in real time like as it's happening I don't know I think I think you guys do you understand what I mean it's just so cool um so like I don't know I found a lot of joy in those two things. Um, and let's see, moving right along to serial killers. Uh, when I was in college, we went on this, uh, I want to say field trip. Yeah, it was a field trip because we stayed the night. Um, not at the prison, but we went to an upstate. Was it Danamora in New York? Raybrook, Raybrook and Danamora. They're two step. One's a state, one's a federal. Not that you guys even fucking give a shit. But we went to see two prisons on a state level and a federal level. And I went the one year and I, cause I went to school for criminal justice. I was obsessed with like the prison system and serial killers in like psychology and why people do the things that they do. And I fucking loved that field trip. Um, I loved it so much that like I begged, um, the professor that runs the trip. I begged her if I could like go the, the following year, even though I had already been, and I, I got to go and um, this is going to sound really dumb, but like there was this really infamous serial killer at the time. This was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And like, I don't even remember who the serial killer was. So that's the dumb part. But I do remember feeling like joy, like because... They were taking us through the prison and we were in like the room. It was like the wood, wood shop. I don't know where like you build shit and stuff. And the serial killer was just standing right there like hammering something. And I at the time had like a few books on the guy. Like I cannot believe I don't remember who this fucking dude is. Um, but at the time it was like I had met a celebrity. I didn't say anything to the guy. But I just, like, everybody had moved on and I was still watching the serial killer, like, hammer whatever the fuck he was hammering. And I thought it was so cool. Not that he killed people, but that, like, I got to be in the same room as a serial killer and make it out alive. I thought that was cool. Um, I wanted to, I, if I'm being honest, I wanted to ask that dude so many questions, but that's not why we were there and people would probably think that's weird and I would get in trouble because you're not really supposed to. This isn't a zoo. Like, you don't just go up and talk to people in prisons. Um, but anyways, uh, and then, like, prior to that, a special interest was true crime. I had hundreds of true crime books from Anne Rule to, I don't know, everybody. I was reading about serial killers every single day. Like, <laughs> I stopped bringing them out in public because I think, like, I was working and that's what I would read on, like, my breaks. And people were like, oh. And so, like, I hid it because I was embarrassed. But, like, now that I think back, like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, that's why they make these books so people can read them. And I moved past that as a special interest. I gave Laura all my books um, years ago. But... Uh, yeah, so moving right along to the next thing, bugs, animals, and sharks. So I've talked before about how I watch, like, those animal shows. Any show that has to do with, like, any animal or bug or anything, 
Like, if I didn't have a life and I didn't need to make money, I would sit in front of the fucking TV for hours every day and watch this shit. Like, um, I had to slow it down with, like, that show Tiny World on Apple because I got my wife into it. And we were talking about the fact that one of the spiders was, they said it was no bigger than a grain of rice. And I'm trying to picture that, like, oh, my God, this stuff that they're showing like these little spider dances and you know they're only the size of a fucking grain of rice like do you know how small that is and on the tv it looks so big and so we were watching and after we watched an episode I was telling her can you believe there are entire fucking worlds going on right underneath our feet that we don't even know about and the technology that was able to capture these kinds of things like you know whether it's like that show or like other shows about like sharks and fish and stuff like that I will watch it for hours I mean I really wish I was rich because that's what I would do with my time is I would just like probably devote a whole week to sitting in front of the tv and like watching all the stuff on like these different creatures it's just so cool that like bugs and fish and animals they all can communicate with each other like when turtles are born they automatically know to go fucking running for the ocean like how do you know this as soon as you're born that you need to go run for the ocean like do you know that you might die too like would the birds capture you like I don't understand how animals how how is this stuff just like innately known how do they know how to communicate, how do they know to do little dances if they want to mate? I don't understand how this is like knowledge. Um, I don't know. I like I could sit here and I could just do a whole podcast. I could do hundreds of episodes on this, but I won't because I'm already boring myself. But um, you get what I mean. It's just the coolest thing. Um, to see that there's like these other creatures that we don't see ever really, except like if you're watching a show like that and like you get to learn about these, these things and it just makes the world seem that much more cooler to me. Um, and the next thing I've got is I think I've talked about MMA fighters before, but that's, uh, always going to be a special interest. I get every UFC paper pay-per-view I watch Bellator only because like it's MMA but it is not on the level of UFC and I continuously am amazed by what people can do with their bodies like how quick their reaction times are uh, how just good they are at their craft it's unbelievable to me and the older I'm getting the like, these fighters are not going to get any older. Like, once you hit, like, 35 in the sport, you're considered old. And if you make it to 40 and you're still fighting, it's, like, good luck to you. Because you start to really suck after, like, 38 if you are fighting that long. But, you know, it's just weird that, like, I'm getting older in, like, the age range for sports in general. Not just UFC, but, like, basketball and football or just younger people. Um, You ain't going to see any, like, 50-year-olds, like, throwing a fucking football down the field in the NFL, at least not that I know of. Um, but you know, I think it's just cool 
um, not just what the body's like, what a human body can do, but for example, when I'm watching UFC, I watch the entire thing. I don't fast forward. Like if I don't get to watch it live, I won't fast forward once I get it, uh, get to watch it later on demand because I want to learn about like all the, the fighters. I want their backstories. I want to know how much time and effort they've devoted into the sport. Like, you know, where have they been in life? Um, how did this help them? Like all of that stuff I like to learn about because once that fighter gets in the ring, it's like I, while as I'm watching them fight, I've got these backstories in my mind that I'm thinking about like, oh, okay, that one's fighting for his dad that just died. I really hope that he wins because I really want him to get the win for his dad that just died. Like this is the stuff I'm thinking about. Well, I'm also like, wow, look what they can do. <laughs> um, it's just cool. Um, anybody out there watch Oak Island? Um, does anybody out there think that a drinking game could be made out of the narrator's catchphrase? Could it be? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? If you watch Oak Island, you know this motherfucker... Like, up until about five years ago, all he would say when he was narrating was, could it be? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be that they found this thing underneath? Yeah, motherfucker, it could. It could be. And me and Alicia, every single time that dude would say it. Like, I think that's the narrator for Ancient Aliens or something. I haven't watched that show. But like, every single time he would say that, we would look at each other and be like, could it be? And I swear if I was a drinker and I took a shot for every time that fucker said that, I'd be drunk by the end of an episode of Oak Island. But anyways, uh, that show is cool. It is so cool. Like, I don't understand why it doesn't have a higher rating on IMDb. And when I'm watching it, because they're like 10 years in and they're still looking for this fucking treasure. <laughs> and I can't stop because I'm, I feel like I'm invested. Like, I want them to find it. I want to see what what happens and... When I'm watching these episodes, the things that I'm thinking about is I cannot believe that there are so many investors willing to give these people millions of dollars to search for this treasure year after year after year. Because like every year they find a little bit of something, but they they don't find what they're looking for. It feels like they're getting closer, though. But I'm just in awe or joy uh, of that show. I think it's. Uh, the fact that like these two brothers have devoted a good portion of their life to finding this stuff, um, the research everybody does, you know, because it's not like they're just looking for shit. Like they want to know like what kind of people have been at that island before, like anything that could give them like a clue as to like where something's buried. But it's like they're not just looking for the gold or whatever. They're looking. They want to understand like the backstory too. I I just think it's really cool. I love Gary the metal detector guy I feel like I know these people like do you guys feel that way when you watch a show and you get so invested you feel like you're a part of the show like everything around you kind of just you feel like you're in the show like you're standing there in front of them listening to them talk about whatever it is they're talking about that's how I I don't know I like Oak Island a lot um the next thing I have is last week I when I get apples, sometimes like I don't get to eat all of them. And when you get to the bottom, there's like, if it has like a smushy spot, it's done. I'm not eating an apple with a smushy spot. I will not eat around the smushy spot 
that's fucking gross. Like, if it's got a smushy spot, it gets thrown into the backyard so the squirrels can have a meal. And so, like, every week I usually end up having to throw, like, at least one or two apples out uh, back for the squirrels. And I was washing dishes last week looking out the window and I saw a squirrel come into the yard and snatch the apple and he put the apple in his mouth and then he tried to run up the fence with the apple in his mouth and he fell a couple of times and then I realized I had stopped washing dishes and I was just rooting for the squirrel to like get to the top of the fence and enjoy your squishy apple (laughs) but I I like I, I thought it was cool like I get the bird feeder shit because I enjoy watching the birds. Like, I want to be able to feed them. I know they're happy because they have food. I want to, like, watch them live their lives. I just, there's something with animals. And I haven't done an animal episode. Um, That one's down the road. I'll probably wait until, like, my favorite cat dies and then do the episode. I know that sounds morbid, but I don't really feel like doing an animal episode before then. But whenever I can, like, I like a frog, if I'm mowing the yard and I see a frog like I'll turn the mower off and I'll just go follow that frog for a little bit and see like where does it live what's it doing does it have a family um so I think that that's cool too um going to shows aka concerts oh my god like there's not one show I've ever been to that's been a bad experience I went to see a band called Aiden um nine times when I was in England I've seen Tegan and Sarah like three or four times. Um, There's just so much joy in shows. It's not just the show. It's the process. Like, first it's, okay, the tickets go on sale. Now let me figure out what state we want to drive to that's closest to us. So, like, once I find that state, then I buy the tickets. And then, so the next thing is to look for a hotel. I know I've talked about this before, but like, I'll wait at least a couple of weeks before I start looking for a hotel because I just want to spend those couple of weeks thinking about how exciting it's going to be to go see um, Tegan and Sarah live. For example, it could be any band. I've seen so many of them, but I'll just use them because it's, but I've, they're all I've seen in the last several years. But So once I finally start looking for the hotel, my mind is already on like, okay, I don't want to just stay in any hotel. I want an experience. Like realistically, hotel rooms, you shouldn't have to pay more than $100 a night because you're not even fucking there for 24 hours. It's less than 24 hours. You're paying for a bed and some amenities. Like, come on. Um, So since the majority, like if I want to get a hotel room under a hundred bucks, I'd be like picking the fucking carpet at like the red end roof or whatever the fuck that place is called. Um, no offense to anybody that stays there. I, you know, like, it's just not for me. No, thank you. And so when I'm going to a show and we're driving to another state, the last thing I want to do is stay at some shitty ass inn or a hotel. So that has to be an experience too. And Alicia always lets me be the one to find it. And, you know, if I'm going to have to pay a few hundred bucks or, you know, 200, that's even a lot to me. It better be like an experience, not just a fucking room. So I usually look for boutique hotels because like, for example, in New York City, there was this hotel called the Night Hotel and it was just all dark in there and I loved it. 
And it was a unique experience because there's nothing better than like you go on this drive to like, so I'm in New York. So we go to DC a lot. So like on the drive there, I'm already excited because we're listening to Tegan and Sarah because that's all I will listen to. Whatever band we're going to see, that's all that gets to be listened to in the car until after the show. It makes sense to me. But Alicia doesn't really, she's not a really big fan of that rule. Um, but I get excited because like, you know, being in the car for four or five hours, listening to my favorite band, knowing that I'm going to see them live like that night, that's cool. And then like, I know that we're on the way to the hotel. I'm excited to see what it looks like in person. We get there, you know, we settle in, then we go to the show later. And then like after the show, I'm excited to go back to the hotel because like that gets to be an experience too. You know, like, I'm not just sad that, okay, I came for what I came for and now we have to go back tomorrow. Nope. Like, why not make the most of it? So for the two days that we're gone on these these trips, they're the happiest days for me. <laughs> like, I can guarantee that I will be in a good mood for those two days because there's nothing about going to a show that I don't like. Um, But... It's. I don't think Alicia understands it. I've ex- tried explaining this to her before, and it doesn't seem like she gets it in the way I would like her to, but that's okay. But, I mean, again, I could go on and on and on and on about shows because uh, music is is a special interest. Um. What else? Oh, so Alicia took me to my first comedy show last year. I had mentioned this, I think. It was her first comedy show, too. We went to go see Hannah Gadsby. And I, she got us good seats. She got me the seat that I like. I have to be, like, on the very end of a row with nobody on one side of me and only Alicia on the other side. That's the only way I would ever watch movies at a theater. You know, anywhere we went, I would need to have, like, an aisle seat. Because I don't want to have to deal with a fucking stranger brushing up against me. And so she got us the perfect seats. And I was like, oh, my God. It was right in the front row, but off to the side. So that, like, if she did pick on, like, an audience member, I was hidden. So it's not like she was going to go all the way off to the right to pick on me. But that whole, it was only, like, maybe an hour. Usually comedians just do about an hour. And... I was thinking about so much during the show, like not just like what she was talking about and that it was funny, but about how lucky I was to be at a comedy show for the very first time, how fortunate I felt that I got to see Hannah Gatsby live because I love her. And she's pretty much who I credit for making me really think about am I autistic or not? Um, and that was such a joyful experience. Like it's the same thing as like, as if we were going to go see a band, I treated the comedy show the same way. You know, like I made a playlist for the drive. I found a cool hotel to stay at. It was a nice time. And uh, for my birthday in June, Alicia got me tickets to see Chelsea Handler. She is my favorite comedian. I've never gotten to see her live. So, and she, uh, how do I say this? Like, she's done a lot of work on herself, and she's at, like, a different level of life now. And anybody who knows Chelsea Handler knows what I'm talking about. 
Um, I've loved her her entire career, but I love her even more now that she's done a bunch of work on herself because her comedy has changed. It's like way, way better. Not that it was bad before, but anyways, so like I just find a lot of joy in seeing people live that have impacted me in some way. Um, what do I have? Two more things. I have one that I wrote, great actors. So I've talked about this before. Just television shows or movies with exceptional acting is just so joyful to watch. I just cannot believe, like I think about, wow, how can this human being, like for example, um, I don't know, like what, like, I don't want to say sex scenes because I don't really care for those, but just like when they're being vulnerable or whatever, like I think to myself, oh my God, like you're half naked. You've got these people fucking filming you. Um, all these cameras in your face, these lights, like, and you're supposed to act like it's just you and this other person alone. And like, there's not all of these other people in there. Like, how do you do that? And I am amazed when people can like, just they, they're good actors. Um, I think what was that one on Hulu called? Was it normal people? I think that might have been the name of the show. That was such a good show. I might actually go back and rewatch that. And I don't usually rewatch shows unless they're that good. But I um I could not believe the acting. I don't know. I could just you guys know what I mean. When you have a special interest, you just everything about it is awesome. There's not anything that's bad. And I appreciate people who act really, really well because I could never do it. Um, if it would feel weird to me to pretend to be something even for the sake of art. So I appreciate that people are willing to do that and that they're good at it. And the last thing I have is people who speak well. Oh, I can't believe I didn't say this at the beginning. So what reminded me of this one is, uh, like I had mentioned in the last episode, I think it was when I was talking about chat GPT and feeling like I'm the last one at the party. Like everybody else must have been using this for a while because like, how am I just now finding out about it? Um, or like utilizing it, but there's this podcast I found called the autistic, uh, the autistic culture podcast. I feel like, cause it is so good in my opinion that I feel like everybody's already listened to it. Like all of you guys have listened to it and I just now found it and you're sitting there like, seriously, like this has been out for like a while. I don't know. That's how I feel sometimes when I find something really good and I love I'm binging the podcast. I'm like halfway through it so far. There's like 20 something episodes and both of the hosts are autistic and they both speak extremely well. And I admire people who speak well. And by speak well, I mean anything that sounds better than how I talk. Uh, People who don't say, um, like, you know, so like stupid fillers like I use, like, like, like that, like, 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 uh, But you have to go check out that podcast in case you haven't heard of it. You're welcome. Um, Each episode, I learned so much. It is like the best info dumping I've had in a while. Like I love their podcast and they speak. I know I just said this like multiple times, but they speak so clearly and they just speak so well. And I am always amazed when somebody can 
all these words can come out of their mouth and they can sound coherent and they use big words sometimes and they can string together their thoughts and they don't get like go off on tangents. And I, you know, I, I am always in awe or joy, both of people who know how to talk. Cause I sure don't. Um, and that might sound like a weird thing to get joy out of, but I don't know. It just is. It's joyful for me to listen to somebody um, talk normal. <laughs> this is my cue to end this episode. It's already too long. Uh, so hopefully this was relatable. Uh, you know, like to end this, there's, I can find awe in anything, like anything. Um this is going to be like another 10 minutes probably, but I'll try not to make it like, you can just look around the room and I can look at a painting and I can remember like who gave me that painting, how I felt when I got it, how awesome it is that I still have it. I get to look at it every single day. Uh, when I'm on my laptop, I think how awesome it is that like the internet got invented and that people are smart enough to create technology for us to use um, this couch that like I'm sitting on, it's not a couch, but it's kind of, anyways, this piece of furniture that I'm sitting on, somebody like people made this by hand. Um, oh, and the, in our house, I was just talking to Alicia about this the other day. We were sitting in my room, uh, and I showed just we just got done watching something and I just had this random thought. I was like, you know, this house is like a hundred years old. Can you like, can you imagine like where we're sitting right now? There have been multiple other people in this same room, probably in the same spot. Like all these other lives have been through this house. And I just think it's cool to think about that. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be cool if they had got, if somebody got murdered, murdered, murdered. No, thank you. I do not want to be in a house that somebody got murdered, murdered. That's why they have to tell everybody now. Before somebody buys a house, they have to let them know there was a murder dirter here. Do you really want this house? But aside from that, just the fact that like other people have been here, they've been in this house, they've used this sink that, you know, it's just, it's really cool to me. Um, And to think about like, when we move on from this house, somebody else will be here having the same experience. Maybe if they're autistic, they'll have the same experience. If they're not, they won't. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I could go on and on. I'm just talking nonsense now. But uh, so I highly recommend if you don't already do this, to just look around uh, wherever you're sitting. Just look around. And you can find joy in anything. Not just in something material. It can be like a feeling or a memory or you know what I mean? Autistic awe is awesome. That sounded really, really cheesy. So yeah, I'm going to go if you're still listening. Thanks for getting this far. And uh, goodbye.